Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Healthcare Experience Matters. Katie Owens is joining us today, president of the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Katie, can you just quickly remind us what the mission of the Healthcare Experience Foundation is and what your role there is? Sure. Our goal and really ambitious mission at Healthcare Experience Foundation is to to support healthcare organizations to create environments where every person can deliver and receive the best healthcare experience. And I get the privilege of serving as our president and co-founder. Katie, we're going to be discussing compassion fatigue today. Before we jump into kind of the heart of today's discussion, can you please just first define for us as a refresher what compassion fatigue is? Sure, Casey. So I'm going to summarize a number of different definitions of compassion fatigue, but at its core, it's an interpersonal, physical, and mental exhaustion, and really a withdrawal emotionally experienced by those who you know have been exposed to you know trauma or extended stress over a period of time. That would make sense in a healthcare setting. Is that why it comes up so much when we talk about healthcare workers battling compassion fatigue? Absolutely. And it's different than burnout. Burnout is that syndrome of emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, a sense of low personal accomplishment that leads to decreased effectiveness at work. What's interesting in terms of the difference is that compassion, compassion is both the, you know, a source of fatigue, but it's also the answer. When we can grow our skills and empathy, when we can grow our sense of self-compassion, we can combat compassion fatigue and be more interpersonally compassionate with ourselves and others. Are there some warning signs of compassion fatigue that someone could be self-aware of? Yeah, absolutely. You know, feeling overwhelmed, apathy, feeling numb to situations that you may not have felt numb to, you know, a month or two or six months ago or a year ago, you know, loss of sleep, feelings of, you know, low accomplishment, self-doubt, all of these things. You know, it does travel closely with burnout. It's just um, a different degree of you know, impact on an individual. Is there some compassion fatigue stories that you want to share with us that you've seen out in the field as part of your work or any success stories that you wanted to highlight? Sure. And I think compassion fatigue can happen to anyone at any time in their career. It's when you are truly burning the candle at both ends and not taking the opportunity for self-care, self-compassion, establishing daily habits that renew and refresh. And there's this great story from a a physician. Let me just read it. Today, I made a medical mistake. Today, I apologize. Today, I felt awful. Today, I was human. And as this physician was leaving work and trying really hard to be self-compassionate, she saw a, a bumper sticker that read, Grace Happens. And so to me, that is a perfect example of 
acknowledging the raw emotion that we face, especially in healthcare, especially under the, the chronic stress of the last two years, but also recognizing that we are people and we need to be kind to ourselves. That is a great story, Katie. I think that highlights a lot of what we're discussing on today's episode about compassion fatigue. Any other thoughts on what can be done to prevent compassion fatigue or perhaps battle it? Sure. Really, the anecdote is compassion. It's self-compassion. The research shows there's three pillars to self-compassion. First is self-kindness. And and this can be hard, especially as a perfection-driven industry that we are for all the reasons in healthcare. It's treating oneself with warmth, respect, and care, avoiding judging ourselves harshly for personal or professional limitations and flaws. It's kind of unconditionally accepting ourselves for the strengths we bring to the table. It's also the second piece of common humanity, acknowledging that we're all part of this you know, common human experience. And that does mean we are going to be imperfect and we're going to experience pain and suffering and difficulty. And rather than, you know, putting up barriers and being isolated by those difficulties, it's recognizing that we are interconnected. We do all have positive intent and we do all have limitations and appreciating the strengths we bring to the table. And then the last piece is mindfulness. That's that clear, balanced awareness of of being present in the moment, experiencing the range of emotions without, you know, over-exaggerating, you know, the negative things. It's remembering to balance out the positives and recollect ourselves when we do feel that we're experiencing that, that stress and duress. Resiliency really gives us power. How does self-care and taking care of oneself help in the fight to battle compassion fatigue, in your opinion? Self-care and what we see across the organizations that we work with is essential. It's got to be, you know, a daily or a frequent habit to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, professionally, physically. And and I know this is sometimes so easier said than done, eating well, getting a good night's sleep, making sure that we have a restful, you know, to whatever extent, restful environment, a daily commitment to exercise, even if it's just taking a flight of stairs, you know, when we're feeling stressed, emotional, that that self-compassion, being gentle, looking to others for support, not venting, um, developing personal practices that refresh you. Maybe that's reading or walks or FaceTimes with parents that we can't see as often as we'd like. And then professionally, kind of knowing our priorities and focus, being intentional about seeking out what brings us joy day to day and trying to stay out of crisis mode and recognizing the difference between a hard day and a hard six months. We've been talking to Katie Owens. She's the president and co-founder of the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And we've been talking about compassion fatigue. And this has been another great episode. And I just want to ask, Do you have any other final thoughts for us, especially given compassion fatigue and how important it may be in this time of COVID-19 and the pandemic? Sure. You know, empathy and compassion happen in small and big moments as leaders and as caregivers. We are always on stage. And I think it's 
it's working hard to be kinder to ourselves and also working a little bit extra hard to be kind to others. When you experience somebody who's acting different than normal or interpersonally feels off, be present, listen and assume positive intent. And what I would just suggest is go out of your way to find and demonstrate kindness. We've got to validate that everyone's emotions are real. It's a hard time normalize and reassure that feelings are okay and then empathize. And that has a positive effect on us just as it has a positive effect on others. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.